If you freaking don't want to fight, then you freaking might as well stop right now. Are you going to stop fighting? You're behind in this fight. Damn it. Take this. You're behind in this fight. You're now listening. You got 12 minutes left. That's all around. Would you know in the next 12 minutes, you're going to have to live with for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. Your little son, he's not going to be told that his son beat Hollyfield. He's going to be told he's being lost to a guy named Volta. Who's brought up with no talent? You understand? Anything you feel, he's feeling the same for worse. You're just not digging. You hear me? And you can't talk about all the things you talk about if you don't perform. Now listen, do you want to live with that the rest of your life, no. Michael? It's gonna happen. You got 12 minutes. You're behind. You understand? It's gonna start here. Yes, yes, we're back after a weekend of watching King Arthur do what King Arthur does. Destruction. This is episode, I don't know, go ahead, B. 61. I, I don't even know what, what number it is. To, to 61. Me, I didn't even know what number it is. 61. To your bad, your bad accent. The, wait, um, what? wait what, what did you just say? Like, exactly. Like what accent? You mean exactly. bad isn't good, right? Like someone, uh, oh, this if, this paper Mayfield that stinks just got destroyed. But uh, yeah, oh, this, he's so uh, bad. I just want to I just want to tell the the knockies out there, um, we are Billyless tonight, so we don't know if it's Billy Billions or Billy Bindlesticks or B- Boxcar Billy, because the bird because the birds are on for these two they guys. Are. Vinny, my my. My lovely, and I say lovely co-host, and I mean that with, with from the bottom of my heart, is sticking this out through a snowstorm and a birds game. Both correct, and it's a close game. This is it what we call. Be. This is what we call it's, dedication. It's so true. I just it's a one score when, game. It's about to be halftime in this B, and I'm exhausted in this B. Right. He basically bullied me into doing this. Well, listen, guys, the show must go on, and. uh you know, this is after a, after after a better be of weekend. You you better be of having a show. You're right, you better be uh, of having a show. So, uh, Billy Bindlesticks lacks the dedication, drive, and determination to he be does. a a great podcast producer. So once again, what was Kurt Angle's three eyes? I, I don't know. <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> it was great. I, I don't know. You, see, you guys kill me with the wrestling references and make me look like a a, a jamoke because I don't well, know. Well, who them. looks more like a jamoke? Grown men for knowing it, or you? For not? I think you come out looking good. I well, if you ask me stuff from when I was a kid, when did Angle make his debut? W- 90, uh, 98 or nine. Okay, was he? Only- he was in the he was in the real Olympics, like the real one. Yes, no, I know he. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's when he won the gold. So it was a couple years. Yeah, ninety eight or ninety nine. So was he only a WWE guy? So he's not like a territories guy. That, no, that- he came up in the WWE system. Okay, okay, and then in 06, because because he's a shooter, you know. So his style in the ring of fake. Wrestling, he was real wrestling. He fought like a shooter, right? So his back was always mangled. He won the Olympic with a broken neck as as a real thing, real, real, right? Yeah, yeah. So he he got you know, of course, he's like the all American normal guy, never been in trouble, blah blah blah. You get in that industry, stops. He starts popping pills. They were calling him Perk Angle. Oh, so 
Vince was basically like, yo, we'll no problem. We'll pay for rehab, like get cleaned up. He was like, I don't have a problem. And remember that other company, TNA? It was yes. Floater. They were like, we'll give you a ton of money. We don't care that you're perking. Oh, no. So he went there and was whacked out of his head for ages. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he's clean I, and sober now and back hmm. on good terms with Vince and them and all of and, that. And but, he's like, he's a meme now, I, I noticed. Like, there's a, there's a, like a gif. Where he's like, hi. Like, yeah, he's, that's yeah. the Perk Angle era. He's always been like a really good dude, like from what everyone okay. could say. I, yeah, I don't know shit about kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wrestlers are uh, a different breed. They are. Yeah. So they are. Well, let's get into some news first and foremost. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we spoke before about um, Garcia calling out Haney, this and that, and then, you know, pulling back from that and saying he wants to roll. He fight. Ryan Garcia, guys, we're talking about. Right, which yeah. to you and I is very, very indicative of spending a lot of time with a, a gentleman named Floyd Mayweather, okay. uh, if you ask me. That's what Tio said. Yeah, it's the Floyd Mayweather effect. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Hearn has said Devin Haney may now defend his WBC super lightweight world title versus mandatory challenger Sander Martin next, Mm -hmm. who you and I believe beat Tio, Mm -hmm. and um, he beat Mikey Garcia and retired. Mm -hmm. Not because he beat him badly in terms of physical punishment, but made him say, I I don't 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 think I have this anymore. Right. Right, or I don't know. I don't want to, or I don't have it. I don't know. Uh, Either way, he retired him. Um, Sander Martin can absolutely beat Devin Haney. That's if I'm him, I'm like that's way too risky for no reward. Because because Devin's gonna lose. When I use the word soon, that need I need to uh, preface it by saying, well, you and I talk about activity, 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 mm-hmm. or we talk about lack of activity, lack of activity, lack of activity. If these guys are fighting one or two times, you know, if in the next five years he fights six times, for me to say he's going to lose soon and he doesn't lose in three years, you're going to say, Paz, you're bugging. You were wrong that whole time. For me, right. it's more about how many fights. Right. How many fights do I think Devin has of an undefeated streak? To me, it's not many. Two or three. I, I'll tell you, I don't think it's going to be this one. I think uh, the the secret's out about Martin being a spoiler. I mm-hmm. think so. I'm thinking Devin Haney's. Oh, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying if if we had to pick it now, I'm picking him. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying for for a ton of reasons, like you said, for spoiler. He look despite playing spoiler twice. Once he got the decision. Once he didn't. He's still not a name. Right. Um, it's it's when I say all risk reward, I'm not saying oh I'm gonna pick them. I'm saying like wh- why even do it? if you're gonna fight someone? In other words, to me, when Tank fought Ryan, I got it. I, we both knew he was gonna knock him out. Right. But the kid's a social media star, and there was a bag. Right. Is there a bag here? And then what? What ends up this little snippet of news is, I mean, it's 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 borderline unreal. Martin, Martin, Sandra Martinez, or he could potentially move straight up to welterweight for yeah. a bigger fight. He's getting flat back there. If he gets out of 140 um, without a loss, depending on how long... I, again, I can keep reiterating, he's going to lose soon, and then I have to put an addendum to that and saying, well, what does soon mean? 
if he fights once or twice a year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. By soon, I mean within three fights, I'll almost guarantee for the who will be sparked out. And if 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 he goes to forty seven, I pick within two because they'll give him a soft touch to go to forty seven. Mm -hmm. You know, borderline hobo. And then the second one's got to be a guy, a real guy, and a real guy is gonna fly his head. I wouldn't be surprised if that real guy turns out to be like Josh Taylor at 47 eventually. You know, Eddie can make that. Um, Eddie can make that. And, and you saying that makes me want to almost take back what I said right away. And that is he might not be. Look, you and I think he shot. I don't think the world does. I didn't right. see. I didn't see that sentiment when we said it. We yeah. both went, we both put, stood 10 toes down on it. Yeah, I don't, think, I, I, I don't think we see a championship caliber Josh Taylor ever again. His, Agreed. I don't think Josh Taylor believes that there's going to be a championship caliber just by the way he's been talking in terms of uh, statement and then subsequent statement was like, well, here's my plan. Jack Catterall, you know, uh, a title shot or Jack Catterall moves to 47. A title shot all in one year. And I then think it was, it was like, a get back fight, Jack Catterall, and a championship fight all in at 47. All yes, all three yeah. in 2024. Right. And yeah. yeah, we're approaching February. And then the subsequent statement was like, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'd like a almost begging for, for fights. Yeah. So, yeah. And you and I both said it. Probably someone told him, like, well, you're not a multi million dollar commodity anymore. So, right. Right. You got to figure it out. You want to you want to have a workmanlike resume and get workmanlike salary. But I, I just want to say that uh, unless I just misread everything, I don't feel like the way we feel is the way the boxing world felt. I agree. I don't feel, I didn't see tons of he's done. It, uh, he should retire the way that we felt he should. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I feel like to, besides us, not that many people are covering. Josh Taylor. That's that's true. And, you know. Other than what we've talked about, you know how you know we saw Golovkin and he put on a bunch of weight. And, you know, God bless him, he deserves it. But right. there hasn't been an official retirement mm -hmm. um, announcement, and we think that you know he'll have a fight in whatever he considers to be his home, be it his actual home, Kazakhstan. He lived in Germany, whether it be there, whether it be in Cali, way above his you know his best weight against someone as a go away. Right. But that's the only thing I'd be like, oh, that's cool if Josh Taylor did that at 47 or 54, like in Scotland, you know, against some guy. And just, you know, and if he did that, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is dangerous. Mm -hmm. But the, what you just laid out, I think all of it's dangerous. And I think the most dangerous thing is that first fight, like a comeback fight. Because if he gets by yeah. it, that's bad. Right. I, I think it'd be best for him if he loses it. And says, "All right, those other two are, are right, not that's happening." It. Um, yeah. as far as Devin jumping to forty, I think it's Eddie Hearn talking shit. You know, um, if, yeah, what he does, right? So, I think we're gonna see Devin at Junior Welter for a while. Um, and I think you're right, Sander Martin is next, and we we covered this last episode, but it appears that, you know, obviously they're salty. And rightfully so, uh, about Garcia Ryan Garcia changing his mind. Um, 
Angle. They absolutely are. They yeah. absolutely are. Wrong, right, indifferent. Our opinion doesn't matter, but I think you can say that pretty factually. Yeah. That they're just, they think, you know. Um, I mean, I'm sure he did. He, it's, it's, this is typical boxing bullshit where, you know, um, people change their mind and the parties that have had a deal, it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. this is what goes on. So, yep. um, it remains to be seen who Devin fights next, but you know, yeah, with that taken away and Sandra Martin there, you know, um, Teo is wrapped up with Jermaine Ortiz. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If, if you're talking big, that's fights, next month, know. yeah, right. So, uh, does he wait it out? And, and we'll cover that. There? Yeah, we will. Um, well, I mean, and then, but but then you get into like you know the top rank stuff, and yeah, yeah. Tiafimo Lopez is going fucking bananas on social media, calling out Terrence Crawford. Uh, yeah, I, everyone seems to be going a lit a little. I don't know if people were. Uh, I don't know how long the a hangover can last scientifically. I don't know okay. if people from New Year's Eve are still buzzing, half whacked. Right, because everyone's a maniac on so everyone's talking like a maniac on social media. The pet post New Year's. Okay, you this know? kid. Well, this let kid. me let yeah. me let me do the next stories and then you can go off of it because it's in here. You know what All I'm right. saying? All right, Eddie Hearn has revealed that he's made official offers to Boots to try and sign him to defend his W his IBF uh, welterweight title with Matchroom to Zone. We've made them offers. I don't know if anything will happen, but we've loved, loved, loved to do it. So I, it's just interesting to me. That's very um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I look. I hate to see you and I, and you know, we call them our guys. You know, these guys that we, since we started this show, it's been Boots, it's been Cool Boy Steph, it's been Bam. We look at them almost as like little brothers or guys mm-hmm. that we talked about before the boxing world. Mm-hmm. Did. His inactivity is killing us, you know, as fans of his. I was at that fight in July. I know. So it's July. Um, We had heard, right, uh, the, well, not we, but the boxing community had heard it was going to be Boots Mario Barrios, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the next? Mm -hmm. Now, where will that land? That'll be Amazon Prime, we assume, because we it's going to be those guys are pbc showtime guys correct but is eddie is eddie sort of insinuating that without a network does pbc exist eddie has a streaming platform network that's established well here's something i'd like to ask you did boots comment on that or no no, but here's something I'd like to ask you with, mm-hmm. with, with years in TV. And I can speculate and you can speculate. And I, I can only speculate because we both we both know about and have dealt with contracts. And mine come from the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. And while I'm sure there's similar legalese, I'm sure there's similar types of deals. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is basically be I'm signed to a label, right? Let's mm-hmm. make one up. Uh, you know, I'm signed to Atlantic Records back in mm. the day. Atlantic Records crumbles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, our deal is now, if you're a PBC guy and there's paperwork on you, it has to be rooted 
in the fact that we can get you fights, we can get you X amount per fight, and it will be televised via, you know, that's where the language gets weird. I, I, right. I don't know if I ever told you, like, when I had a deal, the word, like, the universe was used in my deal. Yeah, yeah. Because, because once back in the day, even, you know, when like our parents' generation, it's like, well, we have a track. Now, well, we have vinyl. Now we have a track. When it went to CDs mm -hmm. in the 80s, the early 80s, you know, we were just, we were too little. But, right. bro, everyone's contracts were, they were like, well, th this format is right. is new. So how the, can you possibly. Right. This medium didn't exist when didn't we signed exist. this contract. So right. how can you apply? How can this be applicable to said contract? Mm -hmm. And that's what's, that's what's happening with. The advent of streaming, not that it's brand new, but it's newer, it's newer, it's new cable, et cetera. Yeah. Newish, it's, you know, and things that are um, continuing, continuing to elevate itself, technology, where, uh, where will it go? Where will it sit? How, how fights are changing, um, not fights are changing, the way we watch fights, the way we consume. The way, the way we, we consume, consume media. When we had we guys, when we had a meeting, like a real meeting about um, KOTB, we were discussing these things. How how, uh, how people absorb things now? Is it do you how, want yeah, little thirty you, seconds you, of us? Right. You know, is that what's is that more interesting to you than listening to us for an hour? You know, it certainly is for a certain generation. You know, that's how they see things. B well, will I mean, say to me, be be like uh, this this comic who's the Greek kid, Giannis Papas. Yeah, like you'll send me clips and it'll be like yeah. a reel. You right. know what I mean? Now that doesn't mean because that doesn't mean I won't sit down and watch them, but I think there's a lot of people that won't. So that's how you have to see people. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, will the will will all of these things come into play with boxing? But I guess what I'm I I, I made a a very short story long. What I'm saying to you is <laughs> if you're a PBC guy, you know, and there's a lot of them. Some good fighters over there, you know. Yep. And you're with PBC and Heyman, and you had a deal in place, and that deal was there were some cards on uh, Fox at one point, some some on Fox Sports. Yeah, FS1, and Fox, FS1, yeah. and then NBC, Show, right, right, NBC Sports, then, Showtime. So you had Showtime was their lock, and Showtime mm -hmm. pay per view was their lock for bigger fights. Um, that's gone. That's not guesswork. It's factual. We watched the mm -hmm. last one. It was David Morrell. Um, wh what do you think? Do you think they have more wiggle room to be like, I'm out, man? Because you, because you're so, saying, the, well, uh, we're hearing this Amazon Prime stuff, right? Nobody that you know, right? Because you know people, right? Has said to you, yo, that's that's about to happen. No one that I know has said to me, Yo, that's about to happen. All, all see, boxing operates like in the shadows, right? So, it's not <clears throat> these things are not like it's not typical media. You don't get a typical press release. You get a press release that's vague that says, "For years to come, right, a multi-year deal, but not two years, not three years, not four right, years, right, not one right, year. Just a right. what the fuck is a multi-year deal?" With no, Amazon, Tom Brady would sign a deal, and we would know every single right. Right. So boxing operates within the, you know, with with outside of the framework of normalcy. 
Um, in every aspect. In in every aspect. So yeah, within within sports and within regular media. Right. So it's, if there were to be a scrum about about this, right, that would be vague. Right. And that's why you know Don King's fighters sit for so long because he signs them to these fucked up deals where only Don King can promote them, and if Don King doesn't feel like promoting them, they're stuck in this deal. They can't get out. Um, with that said, PBC is not a promoter, right? Famously, they're not promoters, right? Right. They're a management company, right? right? They're a league, essentially. The idea behind PBC initially, and I don't know if you guys at home know this, was that PBC wanted to function like UFC and be a tournament-based fight league. Correct. And Vinny and I have talked about this, and I've talked about this privately with my my friends in and out of the industry one of the great things everyone championed in the beginning of pbc was how well they paid the fighters yeah. right i was at nbc working there i did i did not work this press conference but i was there when they took over 8h it was adrian broner danny garcia sean porter keith thurman i think robert garcia they did their initial pbc and the same studio that snl uses they used they had a press conference there mm-hmm. um and I remember being pissed off that they no one told me that they know I'm a boxing fan. No one told me that that was happening. And it was I was like ten feet from you. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was. I we were on the second floor. It was on the eighth floor. Right. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Nobody told me about this. And don't I, forget all those guys you rattle off when this happened were their prime. You know, this is an prime. exciting thing. Right. You so know, the like them or was, don't like them or whatever. Right. I'm, I'm just going to explain the base work of PBC and Al Heyman's vision, which I was on board with. Was, I was too. We will pay these guys more than anyone else. That way, what we'll do is we will dangle the carrot for other welterweights. And let's, this is, Terrence Crawford was fighting at 135 pounds at this point. So I'm not saying Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence. Errol Spence had like six fights at this point. Yeah. This is before their primes. But we will dangle the carrot and we will get other their contemporaries to come over to this fight league we will put everyone else out of business by doing this essentially what ufc did mm-hmm. we will and we'll have the most exposure we're going to be on ex- exclusivity with showtime and then we're going to be on these various different networks nbc sports fs1 fox nbc boxing and, and again, a couple of those boxing on the big three or now the big four networks that they were airing, were getting good ratings, by yes. the way. Yeah, like I, I remember after they were getting they, numbers. They were speak, doing numbers. Speaking of Errol Spence in 2016, Errol Spence, Leonard Bundu, they put that on like after the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And it was an outdoor show in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, if you guys are familiar with Heather Hardy, the female boxer, she's from Brooklyn. DeBella had her on that card. Mm-hmm. They had, I'm trying, it did 4 million, it got 4 million views. Because it was on after the way they timed it was beautiful. When the Olympics, yeah. it just rolled right into it, and you got to see an outdoor fight. So it was cool. The whole gimmick of an outdoor fight in Brooklyn. Um, anyway, uh, it, just just interesting shit. I aired the first one, which was uh, Keith Thurman and uh, Robert Garcia. Um, but what happened was, PBC underestimated basically underestimated top rank and 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 really did an, un, an underestimated to an extent oscar even though oscar at golden boy when he still had richard schaefer there was willing to work with pbc 
However, he underestimated the power of those two other major players. And then PBC also underestimated the power of smaller promotional uh, outlets that put on their own shows. They couldn't get everybody to come over, even if they dangled a ton of money in front of them. It didn't. And I don't even know if they did dangle a ton of money, but contracts are powerful and guys couldn't get out of their deal like that and just get over there. And then what happened was PBC realized we're going to blow our load if everybody just fights each other. And to quote Teofimo Lopez, the Mayweather effect of fans seeing losses on guys' records fucked a lot of shit up, in my opinion. I mean, PBC really came on the heels of the 168-pound tournament, right? The Super mm-hmm. Bowl tournament, mm-hmm. which was wildly popular. Absolutely, it was. That, that Andre yeah, the Ward, six. the Super Six, which Andre yeah. Ward won. Yeah. And then they redid it, sort of, with the Cruiserweight tournament, which Alexander Rusik won. Yes. Um, The Super Six, we saw how tough tournament fighting is because guys got hurt, guys got injured, guys got knocked out. Yeah. Um, but we got classic fights. Yeah, um, I mean, you had Mikko Kessler in there, Arthur Carl Abraham, Frotch. Carl Frock. Jermaine uh, Taylor. Uh, yeah, man. It's... Uh, Andre Ward, Ward Andre Durrell. Yeah. Um, that's where Durrell famously quit. Um, Ward, shit, man. I had Kessler. I picked Kessler over Ward. In that Did fight. you? Yeah, in mm. that fight. And it was in Oakland. Remember, mm. Ward had like, Ward st- like st- st- put his flag in the ground and said, I'm not leaving. I want to fight in Oakland. I'm not getting mm-hmm. chopped in Europe. Mm-hmm. Kessler, to his credit, went there mm-hmm. and Ward just roughed him up, head butted him. I mean, just, just, and, and won. He won the fight. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. um, the only thing we didn't get in that tournament was Calzaghi. Calzaghi uh, at that point had moved to 75. Yeah. That was and, the only, and was a little, a little bit long in the tooth. He wasn't yes. old, but he was, right. You know, that would have been a rough go for him. Sure. At the end, at the end of, right. uh, and, but he, I mean, he had beat Kessler, you know, yeah, but of yeah, course the yeah. UK fans wanted to see him in Frotch. Absolutely. Um, of course. And Carl Frotch really cemented his place with a Hall of Fame career in that. Glenn Johnson, remember, wound up having a sub in in that tournament. The and Road Frotch, Warrior. Yeah, and Frotch beat him and yep. famously said, it's like punching an oak tree. Mm-hmm. That was what he said. <laughs> Excuse me, I can't get this guy out of here. Um, all right, so what, what we're long-winding about, so to speak, is... Yeah, these guys jammed up. Are these as guys far jammed as up contractually? Can Boots is is okay. So we hear the term, "I'm my own boss." He's his of own course. boss. Errol yeah. Spencer's his own boss. Right. Um, Danny Garcia's his own boss. This guy's right. his own boss. That guy's his own boss. Out of, I, I, what the fuck does that mean? To me, if you're your own boss, and I don't care what industry you're in, if you're not putting your own show on, you're not your own boss. Okay. And Errol Spence certainly is not putting his own show on. All right. Other own bosses. I don't know who the the own boss du jour, so to speak, is not putting their own show on. If there's a PBC banner behind you, if there's a top ranked banner behind you, if you're fighting on a canvas that says match room, you're not you're your, not own, your boss. own boss. Sorry. And I don't care if there's a giant top rank logo and a very miniature Brandon Long promotion ones. You're not right. your own. You're not your I'm own tired boss. Sorry. of that too. Everyone's got a promotional company from, you know, uh, uh, they did it with Mike for a few fights. Yeah. Every now and then you'll see. Then this guys. reminds me of the of the '90s and early 2000s rap where everybody had a label. Rap labels. Yeah. And then the distro would be like Arista. 
Yes. The, the distro is universal. Right. right. The distro. Like, no, 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 no. They're your boss. They're your boss. I'm my own boss. No, 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 no. When you do, when you do. Who's shipping your, 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 your exactly, CTs? Exactly. Exactly. Who's when you packaging do that? The deal that Master P did with, with, with that, that's a your own boss. That's a your own boss. Cash you know, money. That, okay. We get it. The cash money deal. They're their own boss. And when you have Nuck Nuck Records because you just want that on there as a yeah. logo, like right. I'm sorry, my guy, you, you answer know. to somebody, you know. Right. And it's like, well, who are your artists? Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I, that always cracked me up. Like, you would watch like, and again, it, it's it's very similar, right? When I would watch like Rap City in the '90s, and it's like, you know, about to get this label off the ground, and here's mm-hmm. my here's my artist, here's my other artist, and it's like. Joe, you know Joe Schmo on the yeah, side. Yeah, it's his I'm man. Like, it's his shooter, it's, right? And it's like, all right, spit something then. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like do some, and yeah, they never would. Very, it, it's it was all a, very similar. It's all right. very similar. It's like it's basically, you know, these it's 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 these boutique labels to serve right the, to serve ego. It's the same way these guys are saying. I'm my own boss and I can fight whoever I well none of us believe you, my guy. But, because but, but yo, for tax purposes, I get it. You want to call oh, yourself sure. an LLC, you want to call look, whatever you gotta do, Dude, I'm with you. Right. But, I, but, but don't say business. it to me as don't say it to me as a guy who, who where the implication is I can fight whoever I want, whenever I want. Right. No, no, you can't. So with that said. I don't know what becomes of this Amazon. And if anybody has any info out there, please write us at KOTBboxing at gmail.com and we'll read that on the air. You I'm guys- just telling you, bro, that when we first reported it from what we both saw, I have heard nothing to back up said statement since we read it on the air. All I heard is that they're, they're going to do a tank show. And I think it's tank. Isak Cruz, right? Isn't that what we heard? Someone put that up, and that was the famous thing we cracked up at on the air. Right. Tag said, "What the fuck is this?" What the so fuck? I is don't it? know. I don't right. know that that is I, that is insane. And I don't. Written. Right. Right. And and ultimately, uh, yes. If you're an individual, sure. And, and again, hey, I, I just want to be abundantly clear to music industry people, to boxers, etc. There is no shame in being signed to a record label or being signed to a promotional company. I don't think you air quotes have to be your own boss. Like you essentially are your own boss. I mean, everyone is their own boss. You get your ass out of bed. You go eat breakfast. You wash your face. You brush your teeth. You put your shoes on. You go out of the house, right? You go to work. Guys, there's a lot of multi-millionaires out there that aren't their own Own boss. boss. And there's a lot of people that are their own boss that make 30K a year. Nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that either. That's not a stab at at the money. I'm just saying. I own own my own business, right? And people laugh at me like, so it's great being your own boss, right? I go, well, no, I'm in the service industry. You know what I mean? I have a hundred bosses now. Right. You know what I mean? Every client of of mine is my fucking boss. Of course. So of course, you're always going to have a boss. Of Bottom course. fucking line, you're of course. Course. What am I making my own shirts over here? Like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? What am I? What, uh, am I? You know, it's it's. So yeah, I'm just interested there, man. Yeah. Not I just am too. With the Amazon Prime thing, but if anyone has to drop on any of that, what's happening with PBC guys? Is there a stay with us because we're gonna be good? Or if you want to walk the papers, we'll give them to you. I don't believe that's the case, but especially with Heyman. Yeah, and I, mean, I and I know. apologize for getting like into the minutia of that stuff. I just no, not at all. I, I just yeah, I just 
I kind of like to peel back the layers of the onion with that stuff because, again, Vin, you've been in the entertainment business for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I, I was in that business for a long time and a different side of it, of course. But yeah, you see that there's a lot of different layers to this stuff. And it's not just, hey, I'm my own, but like, like no, man, I, that's a great point. That's a back. great point you make. Like, you know, yeah, because because the one ring rope says you're a promotional company. Well, like, for <laughs> instance, Mayweather Promotions was never an actual promotion. They never promoted an actual event no. to get Floyd on there. He made them put Mayweather Promotions, but they never had a fighter. They Correct. never they still don't have what fighters do they have? Right. Where is Mayweather Promotions now? What what right. shows are they putting on? Right. It's. Floyd either shows up when, for when are we when are we doing these uh, uh, previews and saying oh there's there's a TMT card this weekend babe. right there's you a know? money team card well I mean, you know what Vinny I think we'll see a TMT card when a filthy rich records rapper agreed. comes out agreed remember agreed. that oh I clearly remember that. also never had a he never had artists signed to nah. his label no nah. it was just it's a, it's just a gimmick to get you to buy into Floyd. Um, it's I'm creating a brand even when these even when these other brands don't exist it appears right it appears to be that way right and, and again, I am if that's your tax shelter fine have at it me, have at it everyone you know you need one so no, the thing is because then you have a guy like 50 who g-unit actually was a label right and still is g-unit clothing was a thing yes um uh, his vitamin water, it was a thing. Right. His show Power or what other, uh, other shows? This, yeah. That, that is all a thing. Raising so Canaan, I think at, it's called. Raising Canaan or Canaan, I Canaan, don't know. Yeah. When you look at it and go, this is a brand. 50 is a brand. Him being hilarious as a troll. You know, part that's of what these guys want to do. Right. But they're just creating things that are unrealistic. They have G Unit. They have G Unit, but there's no rappers. Right. They have, you know, they, so it's. It's 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 difficult. Yeah, he had uh, a legit. That was a legit record label. Yeah. So when uh, you were talking about Teofimo, we were talking about people talking crazy um, online. Uh, we, we talked uh, around. I think it was post uh, speak speak of the devil again, Sandor Martin. Uh-huh. That we both said he he might be done which he's proven he's not physically. Right. And he's definitely got mental issues, which I haven't changed on. I mean, the, the calling him like the, the Josh Taylor fight, we, you and I, um, it, it could be the fact that we don't like him and we're not willing to give credit. If, if we think Josh Taylor is as done as he is, yeah, then that becomes less of an oppressive win. But that we have to wait. You know what I mean? All these yeah. things are wait and see. It's it's a lot of times in someone's career you go oh well I remember you know right. the, the Ricky Hatton Kostya fight and the the fact win seems so massive for Ricky and then now I'm like yeah. well I it, don't mean it was it was a shitty win I'm just saying yeah. Kostya was done right you know so yeah it, it, and and what proved that him being hit with one shot by Pacquiao and still sleeping probably now right, right. and him getting and Floyd who, who couldn't punch knocking him out cold as well. Right. You know, um, so Teofimo Lopez has called out Terrence Crawford. <laughs> I did call out Crawford at 147. I'm not here to play games. I want to fight the best. 
The fighters Crawford fought were handicapped. Spence just announced about his eye. Jose Benavides had a shot leg. Kell Brook was injured too with his eye. Every fighter Crawford has faced at 147 has been injured. I'm healthy. Fight the best fighter at a healthier weight. Let's do it. I just want to say this. People better stop fucking playing with Bud Crawford. That's how I want to start this. Because he's a fucking mean fighter, man. And if, if you don't think that the that him beating shit down Errol Spence's leg, a guy who was never severely hurt and certainly never knocked out. Mm -hmm. Stop playing with this man. Okay. Right. Stop playing. That's not to say that I am giving this any credence because I'm not, by the way, (laughs) I'm not. This seems like T.O. promoting T.O. Stirring shit up or having a psychotic break. On social media, and uh, have, look, pick look, your he's, poison, baby. He's, he's 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 halfway through camp. He's probably at the process now where he's eating less, trying to make weight, losing weight, training long hours. I mean, to me, that's what that sounds like to me. You're 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 getting caught up in social media. You're also looking past a tough opponent um, in Jermaine Ortiz, which I think is, I think Tio's gotten in trouble in this with this in the past. Yeah. So stay focused, my guy. You got a task in front of you. You're calling out one of the best fighters in the last 25 years. Um and and as you said, out of popular fighters, maybe the meanest. You know, do you really want that smoke? I actually think if I'm Crawford. Well, it's also convenient for Tio to do this now. Crawford now has a strained relationship with Top Rank. You I was just I mean? going to say to you, we also can open up a whole other can of worms because, there, guys, there's there's no fights this weekend. But B, there's another can of worms: the PBC relationship between Spence and PBC, PBC and Spence, right. and they're being and uh, this this supposed rematch. Talking about talking, Spence is having a meltdown on. Meltdown. Uh, 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 Absolute fucking meltdown. Fighting with fans. Right. So uh, Bud tweeted either today or very recently. By the way, let's not excuse him. He's been tweeting some wild shit, too. Oh, my God. There was like a racist drawn about Asians and then another crazy drawn. But get off, guys. All you guys get off of social media. Yeah, Someone's got to take their phone. Like if their wife loves them. Right. Just, uh, Just take it. But B. You got, but, but, uh, Bud wrote something, um, not out of pocket or anything, but at, uh, yeah, just basically like, yo, like, cryptic, cryptic. yeah, cryptic. I've kind of had enough with the back and forth. Uh, I'm just wishing you the best, my guy. Yeah. He said, he said, he said, I've heard it all. Uh, I'll find it. Um, well then, but then after that, he also, talking about the football game last night. He said, uh-huh. oh, my God, I, the Green Bay Packers are me. Yes. And uh, and the, the, the Cowgirls must be Errol Spence, the way they got the way the yes. Packers beat up on them. Yes. Um, all right, let me look up, bud. So I guess what I'm saying here is, look, man, I, I said you and I have gone back and forth, not against each other, just back and forth about deciding, do we think we ever see this guy again? And then you start seeing he's, he's, he's bickering with fans and saying things like, my parents are retired. 
I never have to put a pair of gloves on. You and I have said from episode one that if a fighter is talking or thinking about retirement, they're done. Right. Terrence Crawford says, ooh, wait, this game looking like me and Errol Spence. He said they must have injuries. That's why we that's why we winning, huh? Talking about he's a he's a huge Packers fan, uh, yes. Terrence Crawford. Um, and then he said, uh, what was the other thing he said? Hold on. I done heard it all now, Errol Spence. It's okay though, because all in all, I'm glad it's over and done with. Wish you well, my brother. I I think Spence told him. No dice on the rematch, or it's not going to happen this year, or make a fight in between. Go ahead. So, we haven't heard anything. I don't think anybody's heard anything, but it's it sounds by if if we're reading between the tweet lines, um, that that rematch is not going to happen, and Crawford is going to have to explore other options. Now, will he stay at forty seven? Or does he move to 54 as planned? Because rumor had it that the rematch was going to be at 54. It was. Um, it absolutely was. I, it, I think it got out of the rumor mill and into facts. Into it, facts. This is not going to be at 47. Right. And again, and again, guys, we covered this last week, but the background is that Errol Spence had cataract surgery. Errol Spence is claiming that the cataracts are why he lost. Um, other fighters... Uh, such as Ishe Smith, Terrence Crawford himself. Um, and and other fighters in regards to the Tony Weeks situation too, which would also point to bad juju by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. How does a guy who can't see <laughs> get approved to fight? And a guy with a known, who had a detached retina, Correct. Errol Spence prior, so they know they're gonna look extra careful at his eyes and his vision. Um oh, that was another one of Bud's tweets. Like, yo, do y'all know how how much we get checked? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Like it's the, the the casual average Twitter idiot doesn't know how extensive these medicals are, which is why when Tony Weeks said what he said, and we covered it ad nauseum, um, it was so unusual. Uh, and for Spence to say that he was approved to fight with cataracts, known cataracts to the Nevada State Athletic Commission, it's high, also highly unlikely. Um, anyway, uh, you guys also write us on, in on that kotbboxing at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think. Does this rematch ever happen? Does it happen down the road? Is it going to be way too late when it does happen? Is it a is it is it the type of rematch that we don't want to see? Both guys, <laughs> and this boxing tells this tale all too often. Both guys are broke and need a payday, and at this yeah. point, it doesn't matter. Um, my for me personally, Bud's got to make a move soon. Yep, I'm talking not soon, like within three months. I'm talking within like three weeks. So speaking wanna, of boots, boots yeah, also he, sent, he wrote, yeah, send the paperwork, send, send the paperwork up. Now those guys share a management company in PBC. Don't want to say promoter because everyone's their own boss, right? Right. So they share a management company. That fight could easily be made. I don't want to hear out of Terrence Crawford's mouth, oh, Boots needs to do this. Terrence Crawford shot back with, we said we did send two, what do you say we signed sent 
two times, two times we could have fought. Right. Along I don't, I don't know what that means. I don't either. So I don't know. I don't know what that means or when it would have happened. Right. All things considered with how long, how long. Frankly, I don't care about that from, from both guys. I would like to see them two fight. There's no, there's not going to be a Virgil Ortiz, which when Crawford was signed to top rank still, Virgil Ortiz was going to be one of his opponents. Mm-hmm. Remember Ortiz, I think, mm-hmm. called him out and said, yeah, I would do it. And Crawford said something like, you know, be careful what you wish for, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So why not make Boots? Everyone knows who watches boxing knows who Boots is. He's a yeah. belt holder. Yeah. Of uh, the, some interim bullshit belt. Uh, of the one that was stripped. <laughs> yeah. And make the fight. Anyway. Um, so, uh, the the Loma uh, Cambosis fight that they kept giving us a, a rough date. Signed, sealed, delivered, right? Signed, sealed, delivered. May 12th in Australia, which means we'll be watching it May 11th at night, you know? Or, um, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we'll, uh, you know. So, May has, 12th is what, a Sunday, Vin? Um, in Australia, it is. Right. So, it'll be a May, Saturday the 11th here. At cool. night, you know, it'll be during mm-hmm. the day there, which is good. They do that with Tim Zhu. Uh, lastly, Joseph Parker versus Big Bang Zhang uh, is set to take place on the Anthony Joshua Francis Ngannou undercard March 8th in Saudi. Yeah, last week we reported that it was going to be wilder, and it looks like the negotiations with that fell apart. And we're getting, right? Yeah, We said wilder Zhang, which Correct. was reported. Correct. And now we're getting Parker Zhang, which uh cool. I'm good with. Yep. Um it looks like they're uh going to stack the card the way that you know the most recent one is. It looks like they want to stack these all day into the night's our time type part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ser- Sergey Kovalev is gonna fight on the card. What wait? Um I guess Cruiser. Okay. Um, so yeah, as far as, um, as far as, do you want to talk about the, um, Christian, um, Mabili? Oh yeah. Let's get into, uh, this Rohan Murdoch guy is like, just a tough motherfucker. I want to let Australian guys know him, you know? Uh, Yeah. We, um, you know, the, the, talk about the 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 this saturday's fights um the better be of calum smith card that was on espn um we did a couple of undercards which were some entertaining fights uh with entertaining fighters uh we had this couple of aussies um in jason maloney and rohan murdoch uh both showed incredible amount of toughness and metal um but this Christian and Billy Rohan Murdoch fight was um, an interesting one to say the least. Uh, I had never heard of Rohan Murdoch. Um, Neither did I. Christian and Billy has come on the scene, you know, recently. He's a uh, where is he from? Cameroon. He's from Cameroon, but he's fighting in Montreal now. Lives and yeah. fighting out of Montreal. Uh, he reminds me of um, Jean Pascal uh, up until. And I guess after uh, the Chad Dawson fight, he's um, a muscle guy, uh, throws everything with bad intentions. There are no 
set up shots. There's no decoys. There's no traps. No. It's balls to the wall the whole time he's fighting. He fought this guy, Rohan Murdoch, which what a great name, Rohan yeah. Murdoch. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Name. Me too. Um, Murdoch is not into moving his head or getting out of the way. Uh, his his face was really beating the shit out of Billy's hands. Um, Look, and Billy, and Billy was getting clipped with some shots. I think he got his nose broken at one point because it, it was bleeding and it didn't. And he was really breathing, trying to breathe in and out heavy. Um, I like the Jean Pascal uh, comparison. I'm going to go. He reminded me of a little bit of uh, Jeff left talk Lacey. Yep. Um, yep. In where I could see him knocking some guys out. I can see him being an entertaining back and forth fights. And I can see an elite level guy like Joe Calzaghe mm-hmm. just, just, yeah. you know. Um, I think you kind of scolded me a little bit, right? Because I, I texted you and I said that. And you said, can we just have fun with him while he lasts? Well, yeah, um, I think you were. I, I understand. I think, yeah. you, you know, you were critiquing him. And I, and, and I was kind of saying, I don't think you're wrong. But what's wrong with guys? that became right. staples on Friday night fights, like a Julian Letterlow or, yeah. um, you know, or- uh, He yelled at me, uh, guys. And that's not true. Or Ray Oliveira. Told me to go to my or, room. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> the, the, the sport needs Ray Oliveira's. It needs um, Scott Pemberton, Scotty Pemberton. Yeah, Scotty Pemberton. These guys that, that you know, can be, can be entertaining, um, certainly better than, you know, um, the guy that fights at the local, um, yeah, the local theater in your town. So, yeah, and Billy calls out uh, Canelo yeah. afterwards. Yeah. I, guys, I don't think that that's on the table. Um, it's for wish- a variety of reasons. For, for a variety, variety yeah, of reasons, right? Um, he he's actually what which shocked me. He's ranked number one in two. Of these sanctioning bodies, sanctioning guys, bodies. it should tell you where when we talk about how corrupt they are and how not to listen to them and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the WBC just did some shit today that like will blow your fucking mind. But right, right. Um, so in regards to a drug cheat fighter, look, they reinstated. I think. I think uh, he'll be fun to watch until he catches the wrong guy. And 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 this 168 isn't as deep as it was at one point in right. time. Right. So can he hang around? He's 28, you know, mm-hmm. he's in his he's he's in his prime. Can he hang around and be in a handful of of good exciting fights before someone, you know, has his number? I think he can be. Um Jason Maloney, uh Saul Sanchez. This was the f- this was a great fight. What a fun fight. These guys were all action. This was phone booth shit. Yes, it was. And by the way, that ring, I tweeted out the size, the size and everyone's telling me 18 by 18. That looked like a 16 by 16. Uh that looked like a that looked like a a, a ring you see at a gym somewhere. That's how small that ring looked the other night. I've been um, in very small venues for local cards, and you go, wow, that ring looks small. Tiny. Yeah, and that ring looks small for. I mean, yo, respect to to the fans in Montreal 
awful snowstorm. It was yeah. packed up in there. It was electric. Um, so like massive, massive respect. This was in this was in Quebec City. This yes, this was, sorry, yeah. my apologies, my yeah. apologies. This wasn't in Montreal. Saying, yeah, this I is the, the video because... the video tron center, which yeah. sounds Right out of like the 70s, 80s. It sounds like right? a Blade Runner. It sounds like yeah. where they were going. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah the Videotron Center. What um, what's what's like what's the home thing in the Videotron Center? What is the uh do you know? I don't know enough about hockey to know is there a team in there? You're in asking the, the wrong I don't even know the rules of hockey. And neither do I. Is there a Quebec team? If there is, then that's probably it. There you was, know, it it that's what it looks like to there me. There was the there was the Nordiques. Back in, I don't think I think they're defunct. What was that? The Quebec Nordiques was a hockey team. I oh, think I thought it was like yeah. a Canadian football team or something. No, that's the Montreal. Uh, I forgot they had a, a like a Canadian <sighs> football team. Montreal. They were like it was like the one that like they were good. Oh, this is terrible that I don't oh, know. This who? Thing. Where did Doug Flutie play? That's what I'm saying. The Montreal. Uh, Montreal football. Uh, Where did this part. Doug Flutie play? These Flutie Flakes. Flutie Flakes. What's the score of the Eagles game? They just fucking sacked Hurts in the end zone for a fucking safety. safety. Alouettes. The Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes. Yeah. The Montreal Alouettes. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what, oof, this isn't looking good for you guys. Um, thanks. Sorry. This this hurts is 10 for 16 for 57 yards. I didn't even know it was, even know it was possible. Mm. I, I didn't know you could play that bad. The video, I'm looking it up now. It's the second largest arena in the province of Quebec. Um, be nothing, nothing this is, is more the... incredible to watch than guys looking at footage in a, during a football game after, bone, after a boneheaded like I, I envision their brain being like, yeah. Here's where you were a dickhead. Like, what are you looking at? And here, yeah, here's where your face Look, got this ripped guy off. Just, are you seeing this? This run? No, I'm not. I'm not watching the game. Okay. I'm in my office. I don't have a TV in here. I do work in here, right? Maybe I, about I, a, a 56 yard touchdown reception. The Quebec Ramparts play there. Okay, who is that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're not helping me out. Junior Hockey League. Junior Hockey League. So, well, I yeah. think Junior Hockey League up there is still huge. Comparatively, Dude, this arena has the it has an eighteen thousand seat capacity. Yeah, well, there were ten thousand people there in a blizzard. Yeah. So, so, so Jason Maloney, uh, Sal Sanchez, Maloney ekes out a decision. Did you guys watch it? I watched it. It was uh, very, very. I didn't think Maloney was going to make the final bell. If you had asked me in the third or fourth round, he was you taking me. Yeah, he was taking me. These guys were just taking punishment. Sanchez looked to be the heavier handed fighter. Maloney was picking away, but he's got look. We always say these Maloney brothers stink. And I think we, we got to give him a fair shake. These guys are tough. They hang tight. This kid's got a motor on him. He was he was moving. He's pumping a jab, throwing his right hands inside. They both looked really good. Um. Not big on defense, both guys. Uh, there was a lot of these, these guys would just take it was it was rock'em sock'em in there. I mean, I mean, I made it a point to say to myself, to remind myself, make sure you 
talk about the fact that we throw stinks <laughs> and 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 give it up for how tough this kid is. You know what? You know what it's been hard. He clearly trains. I think it's more along the lines of these guys keep getting TV spots. Like we keep seeing them. I mean, for an Aussie to be on American TV this often, much, this often, and not be a Jeff Fennick, a Kostrzu, a Tim Zhu, right? I, I, I can or, say, or even say, and like a Michael Katsidis. Remember Katsidis, sure, the Mike little run, he, yeah, you know, the run he had. Mm-hmm. He I, but I'm sure guts. you can agree with me that you've never seen a guy's at this level from be on TV on this TV. much. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's not about stinking, but I'll tell you this. He's got a heart of a lion. Like yeah. you said, he's got a motor. They were throwing punches and bunches. Oh, my God. Um, they broke a record, maniac, I think. Saul Sanchez is a maniac, too. Maniac. Look, you can't make a, you can't make a fight that good in a, in a low in a division that low and not run it back. Right. You got to run you that one back. You want to talk about, we know this is going to be good. Remember how we knew Ward Gotti was going to be good. I don't right. care what anyone saw. Rafa Izzy. Yeah, Rafa Izzy Vasquez. You, like, you I, knew I, it was going to be good. <laughs> I Run this one back. Put this on another undercard. I'll watch. I'll, I'll get my popcorn ready. That th- This was nothing but fun. A um, lot of oohs and ahs. Um, I, you know what? We we give... We, we, I, I want to retract... He stinks from from Jason Maloney. Agreed. Put him put him back on our TV. Me and Vinny are fans now. We like him. Throw him back on. I don't, about, throw I, don't, him I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that other Maloney brother yet. Uh, right, right, right. He's also, by the way, I want someone to have twins fight each other if they're in the same weight class. Me too. Right? Enough of this, like we can't fight. We're brothers. Stuff. This I is... remember when the Klitschko's gave that speech. I yeah. checked out. I was like, nah, nah, nah. nah they have we to pr- we promise our mother. Yeah. I don't care. What does that got to do with me? What does that got to do with Vinny? What does that got to do with this, this, this podcast, this, this podcast and this bindle Agreed. stick, Billy, you Agreed. know, Bill, this MIA Billy, what's he doing right now? Is he at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels? Well, if I, if, if, all right, if I wasn't a Philadelphian, we'd be saying this is what he gets for, for bailing on us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so that would be a good joke, but I'm sulking as well right now. You're hiding you know it. You're saying? masking it well. Well, it, it's look, man. You, I'm not just gonna say you because of how gross they are. People have seen what Philadelphia fans are like. So when you when you live here and you hear the delusional white trash talking yeah. about how they're gonna win, right? Yo, so, bird gang, we're gonna win I'm, it, bro. Going Super Bowl, bro. Our best player isn't playing, right? And our quarterback on his throwing hand has a mangled hook. So what, what do you think I'm thinking of going into this? You know what I mean? Right, Zero right. expectations. Now, well, that's why you, I was surprised. You listen to that... the mutants on talk radio, which is neck and neck. It's like Philly, Boston, and New York sports radio are like a three-way tie for the grossest <laughs> thing you could listen to. Uh, the, the more boobs per capita, the, dopes that don't know no matter what sport they call in about i don't know anything about hockey so if you're calling about hockey maybe you know about it right but the dudes that call in about hoops know nothing the dudes are calling you know <laughs> so billy takes the night off i mean this is just i i i think he's gonna just go into will we even see him next episode i'm a little worried 
You know, he said he was having friends over a party, you know, having well, he tried to company he over. tried to make some play on words, said those yeah. buds. And we were like, what are you talking about? And, uh, you know, that's the implication you're having friends over. But I guess right. the joke was he was having Budweiser. Budweiser. But then he's then he then, then he, he did say I am having I'm people having, over. Yeah. So so from that perspective, do I am I happy that he's suffering, that he's went out of his way to to not do this show and invite people over? Maybe put now he's an Irish, so, you know, he didn't put out a spread. Well, I'm sure they had caters, right? No, no. The Irish don't give you anything. Like only booze. Booze and a bowl of cereal, maybe. Yeah. Peanut butter and jelly no, sandwiches. No, nothing. No. Stop. <laughs> no, no finger Are foods. You fucking insane. When have you ever been in an Irish home and they threw some at you? I don't I don't food? I don't think I have. Right. Of true. course you haven't. Um what's you going in there and think there's gonna be Monogot to eat? <laughs> Stop. They well, open up a cup, they this. open up a couple cans of olives. Yeah. You gotta sure. you gotta share a fork. Okay, yeah, with cabbage or something. Now let's talk about this King Arthur better be at. Uh look, what did I say? Nine? Yeah, because you were close to the over-under. He did it in seven. Um, Look, man, um, I, I, I guess I'll start by saying I think um, a lot of times a, a, a come-at-you guy that hits like a mule, when people are trying, it's I, I don't. It's very difficult to critique a guy that's twenty, you know, with twenty knockouts and doing it to real guys. By the way, guys, this isn't a blown up record, right? Callum Smith is a Ring Magazine guy. Yeah, he's a former, uh, uh, you know, unified champ at one hundred and sixty eight pounds. Never made. been down or knocked out in the pros or amateur. And this was this was a bloodletting, but I what, what what you see because you know there can't just be a fighter that just everyone likes, God forbid. So what you see is oh he gets hit a lot, oh he gets hit a lot. And earlier on, it's something even you brought up. There was a question of if he gets you know he's been down a couple times. Um, better be ever. right. Uh, so this is one thing that really annoys me about boxing, right? So. His chin is questionable. First of all, I'm going to explain who knocked him down. Uh, the first that was the first knockdown of his career. If you guys go back and watch it, I really want you to. He got punched in the shoulder. It was a a weird balance shot. He was up. He stops the guy the next round. the The second knockdown, the guy who knocked him down was um, Callum Johnson. Uh, Callum Johnson. Could liter could could knock Callum Johnson is a British guy. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he's really fucking heavy handed. Okay, so it's not there ain't no shame in your game if you get knocked down by Callum Johnson. By the way, um, again, but what happened after he got knocked down? He got up and stopped the guy. Okay, he's well, been in there since. He hasn't been down. He's been in there with guys who can punch. He, we've seen him take punches, come back and give more. I really can't stand this about boxing. And again, this goes back to like Floyd. Oh, did you see what uh, Shane did to him? Or what about when Demarcus Cor Corley rocked Floyd? All right, yo, it's the fight game. You're going to get punched. You're going to get rocked. Um, 
Acoto's brother hurt Canelo when Canelo right. was young. And that was the, oh, yo, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Canelo's Canelo chinny. chin is iron. Right. Can, can, Canelo. Uh, who I was going to bring up, bro, who, who went down a bunch of times, Tito. The only person that stopped right. him was Bernard, who can't punch. Who it can't punch. Who, who was just. Right. Look, and that was a 160. A, a, a Tito yeah. who was destroying everyone at 147. Would get knocked down knocked, a lot. Got knocked down. Got, right. He'd get well, right he back up. He destroyed Vargas. Vargas had him down. It's, right. He would, he would get up, dust himself off, and then and then kick your ass. Um, we really do need to do a show about Tito's run at 47. But it's it's, uh, it's a flat top, flat top Tito. Yeah. I like right. when he had the flat top. It's It's astonishing. But. So going into this fight, there were naysayers or people saying that Calum Smith is a real puncher. He's a one-punch knockout guy. Um, okay. But not against Arthur Betterbeev, not at 175 pounds. Yes, he had two knockouts at 175 before this. Yes. Who, who were those guys? Okay. I'll be honest, man. Um. I I get that in the buildup, but I I certainly never, despite what it says, never thought as Callum Smith as a of this no. as this devastating puncher. No, you know I'm, um, I know you're repeating what yeah. they told the right. people to sell. I the was fight just kind of so like okay, I, I and again to not like, to yeah, and not to denigrate Smith, not to you know I when when Smith. And Canelo, when that fight was made, I thought Smith was going to do much better. Um, I'll be honest with you, I kind of thought Smith was going to do a little bit better against Betterbeev as well. Um, I don't know if it's like big fights, he sort of fights a little out of character, or it's just he fought Betterbeev and he fought Canelo, and there's and levels. that good. Yeah, and they're that good. I think I thought... Callum Smith would box a bit and win some of the earlier rounds, you know, meaning maybe, maybe, maybe it would have been two, two after four. And what I'm starting to, um, I think some people I, actually had, had it scored that way. Two, two after four. I didn't. I know, no, a, lot I didn't. People, I know a lot of people gave him the second. I didn't give him anything. Um, I didn't either. My, he, my, my card was on with, uh, I think Kriegel was doing the scorecards. It was pretty consistent with Kriegel's. I'm I'm gonna go far as to say that I, I haven't said this really um about many people. Um I don't think anybody's fucking with him and, and his with better BF. Yeah, it's it's a father time thing. That that guy this Saturday fights the guy Bivol that that fought in Saudi the other week. It's not a long night. I don't think so either. And 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 I think Bivol I'm thinking is superb. Me too. I, I I this this guy is on um a different level. This is this is this is next level generational fighter stuff. Um and I love seeing it. See, I'm a mark for the for the uh for the historic weight classes. Me too. The legacy weight classes. Light heavyweight is a is a is a is a historic weight class. It's not a you know, it's not a, a a tweener weight class. Yeah. You know, light, heavy, middle, welter, mm. heavyweight. So when we get a great, when we get to witness a great light heavyweight. Um, this guy's. He, I spoke. I to spoke watch. to. I spoke to Ice. Ice. Uh, John Iceman Scully, who's uh, 
who trains him. Well, Mark Ramsey is the head trainer. Mm-hmm. Ice is on the team. I spoke Ra- to him. By in the, the way, Ramsey also trains in Billy. Yes. Yeah. I I said I, I hey coach, great win, congrats. By the way, I've never seen a guy that's seemingly getting better at thirty nine. Right. And this is and and Ice had a decorated amateur career, a good pro career, has trained champions, and he wrote back to me, "Yo, neither have I." I, and right. I keep I've been saying that for the past few fights. Something that jumped out at me was how much better better BF's feet were. And his until, and his and his defense. Yes. Um, but but when you see people say something along the lines of he gets hit or he can get hit, guys, like not everyone is sweet pig, guys. Right. Not not this isn't can I can I, I just jump on that, Vin? Can I piggyback on that? Please. Okay, he's getting hit, but how? You don't see that he's he's parrying and picking off the punches as they come in. So if you look, Callum Smith lands a superb left hook, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure all the judges scored the left hook. When they go and show the replay, he was it came off of it carried off of the shoulder. It off the shoulder first and then clipped the top of his head. Yeah. So the between the temple and the jaw, which is like the, the danger zone. It missed that. And mm-hmm. that's so he can stay in the pocket and counter. Okay? Because if you look, every time Smith threw something, he immediately countered. But I, anyway, Vinny, I'm sorry. Continue. I apologize. No, I just I think, just... no, not at all. When you when you say, or I say there's levels, and ironically, and Billy fought right before, better be at When you see it's when a guy... Like in Billy, you you say a guy like him, the, the 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 drop on him. Well, his offense is his defense, and you can see where a good guy will throw in between shots. Right. Uh, better be ever is not letting that happen. No, he's not letting you throw in between those shots. It's not happening. So he so like I said, if you say first off, what I first would say to you is expecting everyone to be like Pernell Whitaker is not just naive. Right. It's really showing a lack of IQ in regards to the sport. You know, I don't mean in there. Neither one of us are in there. But you have to stop thinking that Chavez got hit a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, what did he do when he did? Right. You know, right. they would say it about Golovkin. It's like, well, there's a couple things you can hang out. You can hang dangle out there. One, just what if your chin is just iron? You know, right. That can be one. This guy's chin is just iron. You're talking about a Canelo. Right. Or a Golovkin or a David Tua, where you're like, right. the guy, it doesn't matter what happens. The right. guy's just walking through your shots. You know what I mean? At that, but it's it's I uh he he's Jason Voorhees, man. I mean, this guy is clearly uh, Callum Smith, a, a high level fighter. It's in there yeah. and can handle himself, knows what to do, throwing the jab, putting something behind it, moving his feet, and he none of this is upsetting the rhythm and the the game plan that they designed for him there right. is no this is this is a guy in Calum Smith who's from a fighting family so there's Liam Stephen and Paul all fought at a high level Liam uh Paul was a 168 pounder Liam 154 160 pounder and Stephen I think was a lightweight uh 135 uh, had a piece of, I think Stephen had a belt. We know Liam has had a belt. 
And Callum has had a belt. I did Paul Smith have a belt at 68? I, I think he had a European belt. Okay. You know, one of those European right. belts. But the point I'm making is this is a kid who grew up doing this his whole life, you know, and again, he's won tons of accolades in Europe, tons of accolades in England, tons of accolades in the world. Uh, he won the 168 pound tournament a few years back. He's the um, ring guy. Right. Right. And better be have made mincemeat out of him. <laughs> um, I'm talking puffy eyes and face by what? Fourth or fifth? Yeah. And all of that came off the jab. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, I, I, I talked to my brother about it. Um, and cause he, he's, he's not as devout as us, but he's a fan, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, I was just like, yo, not only does he do everything off the jab, which you love to see, but like a, a, a prime Golovkin, it might put a couple guys on their back pockets. Right. So I wanted to talk about that a lot, actually. Um, the jab sets everything up and it's a power jab. You know, he's uh, the, the, the knock on him is he's got short arms. Right. And th again, he's like an Allen Iverson. They list him at six feet. And by all accounts, everyone says he's not. He, he's not. He's not six feet tall. I've heard closer to 5'10". Um, but, you know, he comes in and he he stands very square, but he, he hits you with, with the jab. The jab hurts so much. It's almost like Oscar's jab, right? Triple mm -hmm. G's jab. Mm -hmm. um, Kodo's jab, right? These were shotgun jabs off the back yes. foot. When you get hit with a jab like that, what happens is the jab starts to worry you, right? So then the what happens to you is you can't concentrate on the other punches that are going to devastate you. Because that jab hurts so much, you're confused and you're worried about it. So you're like, all right, I got to stay out of the way of this jab. And then, oops, there's a hook. Oops, there's a cross. And with Better BF in particular... He takes very odd angles with some of the punches that he that he does throw, and when you come back with your own firepower, he that's where his because he stays composed in that in that you know fighter's position, I call it. He's able to pick and parry and then counter off of that. He has a lot of a beautiful catch and shoot that goes. He does, you know, not you know a lot. So again, to your point, Vin, he's not he's not Pete, you know ducking you know slipping rolling you know yeah. turning he's standing in front of you the whole time and every so for every two or three punches you throw he comes back with five and six of his own but all off that jab and then when you try to he disrupts you too with that jab and confuses you every time you try to set boom he pops the jab right in your face and the jab hurts a lot and you can see that it hurts these guys and it has them so confused because it's like well I'm thinking about his right hand, right? I'm thinking about his hook, right? I'm thinking about the cross. I'm thinking bang, bang. The body, bang. the body. The, I got to protect the, the body. The, and the That's right hand. Straight right to the body. He threw not a hook. He threw yeah. a straight, straight right to the body yep. that hurt me. Yeah, he put that cross right on the left side of Smith's body. And the commentators yeah. were like, did you, T Tim Bradley said, did, oh you, hear God, that? did you hear that? It, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. devastating. It's, Think of it this way. When someone has a beautiful jab, an all-time jab, you think about how that's that was what made them great, you know? Right. Of course, what they did off of that was spectacular. Um, now, imagine a great jab 
that hurts the shit out of you every time. Right. So man. guys, this isn't like a you know, like a it's not a flick jab that you would normally think it's 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 not a, a, a it's a timing jab. His timing cuz he's not the fastest guy. His timing is so much better than everyone else's. So he waits until there's a hole and he's strong. So even if you try to to block it, he's getting something through almost every time. Um, it it really is. He's a joy to watch, and his composure is second to none. Does I've never ever, seen a guy. I don't know that that guy breathes. Does he get flustered? No. Does he no, get absolutely he, not? I mean, he but I don't. I don't even. Wound. I don't even see him breathing. No. No. It's just. It's. He's there to do a job. He's there to do it well. It's like um. You ever see that movie, Leon the Professional? Yes. Where he comes in, he just whacks everybody, grabs his plant, and goes home. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sort of what this reminds me of. He is, it's, he's just, it's sublime. He's, he, he just goes in, he does his thing, and that's it. I, I just, I just, I know it sounds like I'm harping on it, maybe because I am, mm-hmm. but I, I'm getting very tired of this sort of, if you don't look to what these, I'm doing air quotes, critics deem to be athletic, you're not a good boxer. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yeah. By these people's logic, Broner is better than Arthur Betterbeer. Right. Because he looks the part until well, I, I, it I've, comes down to winning. Well, I've heard ridiculous stuff too. And again, this always cracks me up. He f- he's only fought in one weight class. He's not great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess yeah. we'll hold we'll hold Marvin well, Hagler. Hagler. Hagler is not and great. Manzone. Kasha Zoo, Kasha Zoo is not, not great. great. Manzone's yeah. not great. There's an argument to be made that those guys are on another level for never for never having to leave their weight for, class because they're so disciplined that they're. When did Triple G move? When he's literally forty, right? And my, my argument and that was for a Canelo bag. That was for Canelo, he, right? That was for the bag because and, he said Canelo said, "I'm not fighting at 60 again." And my argument to that is, well, Marvin Hagler's two best wins are a loss to a welterweight and a and a and a three round fight with a welterweight. <laughs> right. So, I mean, what are we doing here, people? You know what I mean? Like, this is what we're gonna do. You're just not gonna enjoy. The ride, like they did this with Triple G. Enjoy well, the ride. More, I, I respect what you're offended by, but to me, because like, you know, the movement of Broner that to the eye looks like this is dance or athleticism yeah. or, or or whatever, and you're like, yeah, that all looks great, except for the fact that he never won right. a big fight. Well, right. And to your point about better be of his feet, if you don't know what you're watching, Better Beev's feet are the reason that Callum Smith was where Better Beev wanted him to be the entire fight. Yeah. Callum Smith was never where Callum Smith wanted to be. He was where Arthur Better Beev told him to go. Okay? And he told him to do that with the jab in his feet. If Everything... you said... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, no, man. No, no, no. Everything it... was set up behind the jab and foot position. So if Smith steps left to try to get, to try to, you know, Get out of the way. 
before he stepped left, better be have stepped right and was there with a punch. Again, that right hand to the body. If he if Smith stepped right, better be have stepped stepped left and jabbed right between the guard. And it was this isn't no touch jab. It's a hard jab right as Smith is setting up. Bang, right in the mouth. And it makes yeah. him reset. And by the time he resets, right hand's behind it. So now it's two rem- shots, three shots before you get to do anything. I, I don't remember when Carnelo, how long ago Carnelo Bivo was. But I remember saying something along the lines. 2021. Uh, okay. So, geez, so three years. Yeah. Not yet. Just turned 2024. But saying something along the lines of Bivo doesn't have great feet. And you took issue with that. And 2022, believe, sorry, 2022, 2022. Take it okay. back, 2022. You took issue with it, and I I believe some of the listeners did too. Mm-hmm. And the following episode, what I had to explain is there are people whose footwork where you could just watch their feet, like mm-hmm. Lomachenko, um, like a Parnell Whitaker. Yeah, I right. Uh, where, then there are types, there are types of footwork. You look at Chavez and you're like, this dude's feet are in the sand. You look at Golovkin and you're like, this guy's feet are in the sand. But they somehow, because me and you love to talk about how you and I are firm believers, firm believers. It was like one of the many things that clicked when we became friends in timing. Right. Where these people with the Ryan Garcia speed bag things. And I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, a Chavez-esque guy is going, his timing is going to be so good. None right. of this means nothing. None of it means nothing. And those right. guys proved it. You Golovkin know, was always the slower one. Chavez was always the slower one. Are there going to be... But those guys, Vinny, to your point, those guys set the pace, though. Yeah, no, because they, yeah. they made it. They created right. it. They cre- That's it. it. So that's the pace. You fought, you fought at Golovkin's pace. Even Canelo in beating Triple G. Yes. Wasn't at Canelo's pace. No. It was at, at Triple G's pace. Triple no, G is the boss in there. Fights, those first two fights were he fought Golovkin's fight. Right. You know, win, lose, or draw. But, you know, whatever we right. believe happened. Right. I believe it was a win and a draw. Right. It, Me too. It ended up well, being. I, that, I actually, but, I think yeah, I had a two losses. But anyway. But, but I, I do want to say, though, that it's because every, because a lot, a lot or all of what Better BF does is subtle, which is why you say things like, yo, when you watch him, watch X, Y, Z, because mm-hmm. you know what I mean? There's subtleties to it. You know, there's a subtlety to his style is that I was purposely watching his feet and right. saying he is doing drills. Yeah, he is. He is sparring, doing drills, etc., to work on his feet. Now, I've told I know, again, broken record stuff. Because I know people like Ice who are basic when when you're in someone's camp and you say, "Oh, he lives with someone," they actually do. They right. live with each other. Yeah, he's he's told me things that I don't think they would want on the air. Um, of that have to do with training, and I've said this before, but he's essentially told me he Arthur is capable of doing things that I didn't know the human body were mm-hmm. capable of doing in regards to how far he can push himself. Right. You know, and, and dedication. This is when I go to bed. This is when I wake up. Forget camp. Every day of the year. Every day. This is when I pray. 
this, I make my five daily prayers. I, I'm in the gym at this time. You know, I, I, I spar this many guys. I, I'm sending guys home. You know, that you used to hear old rumors, you know, old gym wars. Oh, they're yeah. sending people in there and yeah. they can't keep sparring partners. They can't with him. Right. Yeah. There, there's, there's not a, you know, because guys, I, I know, I know people don't know this. Like you can make a nice little living by being a sparring yes. partner. You can. Um, I, I know some guys who spar a lot, you know, and they're pro and mm -hmm. their their records are okay and can obviously handle themselves in there, but mm -hmm. they're not world championship level guys and they do okay. And they they do spar with champions, you know. What do you what do you think? Who do you think is sparring in the gym with, with every champion? other uh, uh, pound yeah. for pound guys? No, it's it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's you got guy worked. Guys are getting work. Getting, getting get work. You know, this guy gives me good work. Right. You know what I mean? And really not many people are having it with Arthur. No. You know, he's running guys out of the gym. And it's like, I just, I, you know, look, we're going to get that fight, guys. Um, I don't know why uh, Aram said it this way, B. I don't know if you paid oh, attention. This, to yeah, this saying. is like some whose dick is bigger thing. No, no, no. That's not what I'm going to talk oh, about. I'm, I'm going to talk about. He said, Ramadan is coming up and we're going to make it many months after Ramadan. He said something along those lines, which makes zero sense. Yeah. So when would that when is Ramadan? I think April. Um, I'm hearing I'm hearing May in Saudi. And. Um, I'm hearing it's. It's not going to be difficult to to to. So uh, no, it seems like someone was pissed off that like Sunday, March tenth to Tuesday, April 9th. So he's going to need about a month. You know, he's going to be fasting that whole month. Um, he he will. Tr some people don't train during Ramadan. You know, they certainly don't want to fight, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you you just can't, bro. You you know, it, it, it's. When you're fasting that way, and when you break fast, all of that, um, you he won't be able to rehydrate the proper right. way, you know, because mm -hmm. of when it's when it's time to break fast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not gonna give a no one care, you know, no none of our listeners care about my lecture of Ramadan and how it's celebrated and how fasting works, you know, but it's very difficult, um to partake in sporting events, um, particularly ones that, you know, weigh-ins are typically, not typically right now, they're always during the day. So what do you do after the weigh-in? Right. You drink and eat. Well, you can't do that during the time, especially when you're devout, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, how long does he need after April 9th? Yeah, mid-May. Sounds like, you know, that... that well, that yeah, so it would be, I bet you it'll be the week after. Uh, Canelo's May about. Well, no, you got Canelo, right? Then you, you we. What's your Cinco de Mayo? Um, Loma Cambosos, right? That's May 12th. Yeah. Probably be the week week or two after that. 17th. No, wait, I, I saw that they were. Better be upset was bent, was bent out of shape that had it be. I guess he doesn't like Bivol. No, they don't like each other from amateurs. Right. 
But so he's May fourth, like, May fourth will be Canelo. B. Mm-hmm. May eleventh will be Loma. The eighteenth is what did you say? That's what I'm thinking it's going to be, or the All week right. after that. Yeah, that's good. Eighteenth. Yeah, that's good. What, you got a regular calendar right there. I do, like a regular look at, draw. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Is it like a town one that has like when you put your trash out? They they sent that like the Philly gimmick, like the yeah, city. Yeah. But I wanted a drone with like animals and shit on. <laughs> what do you got? A cat that's saying hang in there? Hang no, it's there. like a, uh there's like a sloth on January. Oh, I like it. I gotta see these other ones. I'm, I feel like a sloth this month. Oh, they're all sloths. You got a sloth calendar? Yeah, I got a sloth calendar. You know who likes sloths? Who? Your boy Ray Does no, he? Your boy loves loves him a sloth. What a what a weirdo. <laughs> the kid loves him a good sloth. What a yeah. weirdo. So I was blown away once again by Arthur Better Biev. Um his voice and tone of the way he speaks does not match what he looks like. Because let's be honest, he looks like fucking Wolverine. Um Ran, the great, the great ransom rapper said, uh, Pazzy, I'm, I, I, I call better be at Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. I'm good with that. I had a man. Does he, does he listen to our, uh, our pod? I've been calling him Wolverine for two years on this pod. Oh, I, I don't but, know yeah. if Rand does. I mean, um, he, he, uh, but I, I, hey, I, I'll tell you something we're not good at that we're not what? good at. I'm not good at a lot of things. <laughs> no, no. As far as this show, we're just sort of like, when someone's great, we should just praise, like just pour praise upon them, and we're just like, yeah, this guy's incredible. So how about this? And then we'll talk about a club fighter for half hour. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's very wild the we, way that we attack things. I, though. I, it's, I, it's like, yeah, I, I, think, I don't know what to tell you. It's like the critique that you see other people that I don't think they know what they're watching is that he gets hit too much. And my argument was, and they're using that because they were trying to put the label of chinny on him before so they're they're going leaps they're they're starting it by saying he gets it's a lot because they're trying to connect a dot and right. that dot is well well this smith can punch he starts the last two guys so if he lands that left hook because there, there has to be something um with we call we refer to it as Eastern Black fighters on this show. Yeah, there has to be, uh, buts. There has to be buts. Hey yo, yeah. oh he's good, but or oh, he he could punch, but he could uh, uh, he beat this guy, but oh there's no there's nobody in that division. No one cares about. It's like, I mean, well all that all that's wrong. Can I but, bring up something di- a little just? If someone can answer this, what is the what is like the fighting culture of the Caucasus, right? In in both UFC and boxing, we see these these bad motherfuckers come out of the Caucasus, right? Is yeah. is it just martial arts and boxing and and or, or let's just call it the the let's just call it the umbrella term of martial arts? Is yeah. that also part of the culture in that? part of Russia um because he's from Dagestan uh better be yeah, he's, he's Chechnyan yeah yeah so, so there's also Bro, Isl- Islamically speaking Chechnyans are, are not <laughs> right so there's also you know that guy Magomed the um the the UFC guy yes right? by name yeah 
Yeah, yeah he's also Muslim. He could be his brother. It better be his brother. They look very yes. similar. And that dude <laughs> is a bad motherfucker too. So I'm ignorant to this. Is this like from when they're children that like they don't give them a soccer ball or a, you know, or I don't know, a goat's bladder to kick around? They just like go beat the shit out of your neighbor. Well, it's the same way you look at like, bro. How is Akragana, which is like as small as it is? Well, I've seen the documentary. That's now I know about that. That they yeah yeah. yeah but I'm saying it's also but, but it's a, cultural. It's a, it's a, but it's also culturally a soccer place too. Yeah, you know right. these these little pockets where guys come out of where you're like. Wait, how is an island as small as Puerto Rico have so many champions? Right. How does a city, you know, not 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 so much currently, but how did a, a city? I mean, you ever you know, but guys, you ever look at the Philly history and boxing? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It, it's wild if you look at how many people live here. Well, and and, the, and like the state of Ohio. Yes, like why yeah. are people coming out? Uh, you know, like Boom Boom and Kelly Pavlik like come out of the same place, right? Yeah, Aren't yeah, they, yeah, Youngstown. Yeah, like how does that? Ha wh well, what if you've is, been to Youngstown, you see why. Well, of course, yeah. but 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 it's it's just I I don't. It's a very interesting thing, and I think that that documentary uh, on Accra could be placed in all these other places and get just an interesting yeah. result. Why does this place? In, well, I mean, in like, this I remember when they when they showed, and again, it's a different part of Russia, but when they showed like uh, where Kovalev grew up. Yeah, um, one of the things like, like Jesus fucking Christ, like this is this is Bullet Factory. This is my yeah. bed in Bullet Factory. I'm telling you, it was like sleeping in Mr. Hartunian's fucking gas station in the yeah. jerk. You know, he's like, <laughs> when the bullets are coming, these yeah. are exploding. <laughs> you see, Jackie Mason says he he hates these cans. He hates these cans. The um. Uh, uh, like Ruslan Provodnikov was like, hey, I eat bear meat. Like, what is going on, man? If you eat bear I, meat, I'm not rumbling you, man. Right. Like, I'm he, not... Yeah, it was like, who taught you how to fight? He's like, my, my, my mother. My mom. Did. My mom taught <laughs> yes. me how to fight. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? But oh, you know, like, shit. you know, the American thing is to like be scared of big guys. Like that was never my thing because of boxing. I was like, bro, right. let me tell you something. Ruslan Provodnikov will be track up. You just have him. You have Ruslan Provodnikov like in a trailer, like behind your car. And you just mm -hmm. like bring him with you places. Let, just let the Siberian Rocky out. Yeah, you know, let him let, loose when I have him loose. Yeah, just like go get him, Ruslan. Yeah, you, you throw him. Feed him some raw bear steaks. He's happy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe we'll do a better job of profiling these guys, and maybe in the future we'll pick a guy and we'll just do a whole episode on him. No, it's better you know, be a, but better be a, huh? I'll tell you what it is. We know how good what we're watching is, so we don't pontificate. You right, know? right, right, right. You I mean, did, actually, you did a good. You you spoke a, a lot about what he did. And I spoke about me noticing no noticeably noticeable improvement in footwork. Did a, and 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 to me, tell me I'm wrong, B, because we know guys that fought late in the career. The mm -hmm. 39 is amazing. Okay. So let's just get that out. Yeah. Uh, it'll be 39 in a couple of days. Let's just, we'll solidify that. But Bernard, Archie Moore, these guys, right? But I don't Bernard was beating good guys in his 40s, but he's still looked like the guy that he did at 36 to beat Tito. 
this better be as looking different. I'm seeing yeah. improvements in what, what was it like almost a calendar year since that is last right? Yes. Let's just call mm-hmm. it a calendar year. So in that time, you know, from 38 to 39, I'm seeing noticeable. Right. I hope we improve. get two more better BF fights in this year before, you know, before he turns 40 or whatever. I think, I think, we're, I think so. We're, I think we're good for May. And then I hope so. I'd like, to, I'd like to see him in the fall again. Yeah. You know, and at 39. Yeah. I um, actually think he makes short work of, like you said, of Bivol. Um, I, I do too. I, and that's I think, not to take anything away from Bivol. I, I just don't superb. think it's a great matchup for him. Um, all right. Listen, we got big news. We do. Pound. Four. Pound. All right, guys, the official, we're going to. B and I already have issues with each other with this. It's a little issue. Well, mm-hmm. at number 10. Oh, guys. After, after, a, after stinking out the joint on a Thursday night, prime time, Shakur Stevenson. Shakur's at 10. Shakur's hanging on by a thread. All right, we need to see a better showing in his next. Uh, uh, something's going on with him, by the way. I don't like the. I don't like any of the energy going on. No, I think he's. He's like a. He's got no. Uh, he's trying to make rivals, and he's got no rival. Yeah. Well, these guys have bad. Did be to I I know you're a fan, but to what level of a fan are you of Curb? Your enthusiasm, like uh, watched it fan. multiple times. No, all right. At one, one point, Larry's one giving through. All right, Larry's got uh, this. I he's a known comedic actor. I forget his name off top. He's Larry's therapist, and he's giving him like terrible advice about Cheryl, like how uh-huh. to get her back. And he's like, "Tell her you want her back, but then she has to decide." by Monday <laughs> and Larry does it and fails. It's like, what the fuck? Someone, someone is telling Shakur to, to you know, rile up some, it's some Steve, controversy. It, that's Stephen Coogan. That's who that is. I, yes. It's Steve Coogan. It's Steve Coogan. That's, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, and Larry I, drags yeah. him to Cheryl's apartment. Yes. Like, Tell him what the fuck he said to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Shakur's got a Steve Coogan yeah, and B and I don't like it because he's not in a position to have a Steve Coogan. Up next, Devin Haney. This is very difficult for me, guys. Not for B. Look, no, we have to be fair here. Um, and I, I look, I think this Cambosa stinks. That's who he beat. Fine, he went there twice. Had to do it. Uh, he and did do and it. He's, he's got a W over Loma. Uh, he um, lost. He lost to Loma. All right. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that fight against Loma was uh-huh. the loss that it should be, uh-huh. he moves up and beats Rugaru. Is he still floating around on no. you? Okay. That's why. I, that's that's why. That's it's why tough. it's nine. It's why it's yeah. tough for me to have it. And that's why he's at well, nine. Guys, Devin Haney, in the true sense of things is not one of the 10 greatest fighters on the planet right now, in my opinion, but he is on this list. Your why has way more to do with the politics of boxing. So 
instead of writing me, then why if he's not? It's because the guy on paper unified moved up and beat a real guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not believe that Devin Haney is one of the top 10 prize fighters in the sport. So logic would dictate that he wouldn't be on my top 10. I believe our last one, I fought you and was like, we're friends and this is our show together. But Gotta I didn't want him on. on the last one. Yeah. Put him on. Number eight, Pam Rodriguez. Bam, bam. I don't think we need much of an explanation. Bam is hovering over two divisions. Um, he's kicking ass. He's taking names. Um, we love the kid, and he's 23. Yes. Does everything we want him to do. Yes. And, guys, if he was beating people – look, B and I know these guys that he's fighting. If they were all more well-known, yeah, be, be politely hit his um, mute button, but he sneezed. Salud. Thank um, you. Can you hear me now? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just giving you salute. Yeah. Um, if he was going through, you know, 135, 140, and 147 this way, he'd be higher up for both of us. Correct. But it's hard to sell people on on it. So he's going to have to – you got to make super fights down there. You yeah. got to make – like, yo, 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 there's four guys with names down here. All right, well, we, we got to fight all of them. There's a you possibility do he's going to fight – he's not going to fight Chocolatito. I think that's going to be – no, no, oh, I didn't oh, mean I, them. Yeah, fighting. I see what you're saying. You got to do what he did. Do so what he's, he did, which he's is likely like... fighting Gallo Estrada next. If Bam gets through Gallo, he's going to climb way higher in this list. Agreed. Next up, lucky number seven, Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Tiafimo Lopez. Um, beats Josh Taylor. Uh, beats Loma. Loses to Cambosis. Arguably loses to. Sandra Martin. I had the Lomachenko fighter draw. Um, I thought he lost to Sandor Martin. He did lose to Cambosis. Mm-hmm. Um, that the reasons why seem very valid to me, and I do not like Tejapimo Lopez at all. He's a very unlikable character. He's on. I mean, he's on our list. Yeah, um, of unlikable fighters and characters in the sport. Uh, that you, you know, he's the man at 40 right now. Correct. So he's got to be on there. He's got to be on there. I mean, I could have easily switched him with Devin Haney, you know, as far as where position we put him in here. Um, so whatever. Next up, Dimitri Bivol. Uh, we were just speaking about him. Superb fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, beat, I, I thought it was easily. I know you do. I beat Canelo easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Beating people up, not really. Uh, we, we've we've spoken in a previous episode right, not, about how there was we, that run where he looked like he could crack. Yeah, and now no, just, he just you say it's kid, a switch. The 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 the, the clear Jason Voorhees that lives inside Better Bev just doesn't live in this guy. No, nope. and I and I feel that I feel I believe I brought it up to you and questioned. Do you think the same? There's the same lack of a switch in Lomachenko's brain, where it's so, it's so these years of amateur, um, you know, the, being in the program that long, mm-hmm. can it can it create and develop a fighter that lacks killer instinct? And you can still be great, mm-hmm. and you can still be great, you know. Um, and it works the other way too, where the amateurs don't work for a guy that's 
that's just an absolute killer. And you go, oh, wait right. till this guy turns pro. It's over right, for right. these guys. Uh, I don't know. That's where I'm at with him now, B. And mm-hmm. you you need that switch to fight Art to better be in. And as of right now, Demetri Raval is one of the greatest fighters on the planet. Coming in at number five, the Cinnamon Don. The Cinnamon Don. Uh, Canelo. Um, we, I don't know how much we need to talk about Canelo, but neither do I. What he's, on a, he's, on a, he's on a three-fight win streak with Golovkin. Um, Oscar Ryder. today said he'd love to make uh, a fight with Jaime Munguia and that he'd <laughs> like to work with um, Canelo again. And there's, you know, they had a great friendship, et cetera, et cetera. You know, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's not a great fight. Um, no. and that, and you and I are, we, we haven't made our picks yet, but we, we, we might pick Ryder. Yeah. We were, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. telling anyone out there that I'm picking Mungia yet. I got to right. think about it. I got to really think about it. The age, the wear and tear on Ryder might be there where yeah. that's what but Mungia me. seems to have drama every way in every, every camp. Way. You know, yes. he's, he's like yes. half dead. They got to wheel him out there. Like, uh, yes. like Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Um, so who knows? Um, Canelo, three fight win streak after his loss uh, with um, Ryder, Charlo. Uh, shit, who's the other one? Oh, Golovkin. Um, so Canelo, resume speaks for itself. Accolades speak for for themselves, and uh, he's been on this list for a long time. Coming in at number four, the man who we just talked about, Artur Beterbiev. Um, just looking completely dominant, as mentioned in this episode. Um, very, very, very difficult guy. I, I, I don't, I, he's head and shoulders above everybody else. Vin? I'm looking at our list and I'm trying to think of how many guys on our list do I say to myself, I don't see anyone beating this guy. And of Mm -hmm. course, when we say things like that, we mean like now. I'm right. not saying this guy's going to be 50 and look And like again, looks. at the weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. talking about goofy boxing shit where he goes to yeah. 200 and fights some right. MMA guy with a bear as a referee. I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't get involved in any of that shit. At 175, anytime soon, meaning, you know, you know, within 12, 18 months, 24 maybe, you know, and that's only because he's 39. I, I don't know. Uh, um, at number three, <laughs> maybe who we believe to be the funniest guy on our list, Alexander Usyk, he, the, the 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 clown prince of the pound for pound list. This guy's hilarious. I love. I mean, this, this guy. guy's hilarious and speaks nine words of English. This guy <laughs> right. with a firm grasp is like you're talking about hosting him, SNL, uh, hosting exactly. Right. Maybe uh, maybe coming on as a guest on this show. His, his ability to understand that something he said that was wrong is funny, the I'm feel thing, and now he does yeah. it sarcastically. Yeah. He'd be posting it and shit when he was Ready like, belly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, for what it's worth, again, we're going to do a whole show on it. I think Tyson Fury is in trouble. I do, this, too. This, this Alexander Usyk is no joke, no joke, guys. And if you watched the the tournament that B and I did at Cruiser, you would know why we think this. Because yes, yeah. it's been there's not been a ton to look at, at right. heavy, you know, 
Um, all right, here's where me and this B we're about to set a ring up. That's it. I was about go. to go to the Allen. You know, I think your cardio's cardio's way better than me. So I got three rounds. That's let's go. Let's go. All right. So you you we just disagree flat out here. We flat out disagree. So the pound for pound best fighter in the world is is no yeah now you're in your way. The monster. Vinny doesn't agree with this because guys the pound guys, the pound for pound best fighter in the world is Terrence Bud Crawford from Omaha. The pound for pound best fighter in the world is a Japanese kid who just knifes through divisions and knocks everybody out. So you you're Mr. saying the Long, kid for, Mr. The Long, kid. Mr. Go Long. Ahead. Think of a weight division, any weight division. Just throw it at um cruiser. Okay, that's a 200 pounds. Yep. Inua is 200 pounds. Six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Bud Crawford is 200 pounds, six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Inua beats Crawford. Yep. Yeah. You're a real, you're a real Bachigaloop. He knocks that? him out. <laughs> wow. Stops him. Wow. Wow. You're a real gabadooks. You know that? Let, let me tell you something. I know what I know. Mm-hmm. These are things I know. All uh-huh. right. You're talking like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Kubi? Kubi. Kubi, number one. Me? Who? Me? Me? Yeah, I miss Bud Crawford. I miss yeah. Bud Crawford. Yep. I went to high school with him. Uh-huh. Guys, the number one uh, pound for pound king. El Rey. Terrence. Bud Crawford. Now you're in your way. So I think what we need to do is settle this up with the fans. Agreed. Why don't you guys, after hearing this, you can tweet us, X us. That's so weird, right? What do you say now? Like, do you X somebody? I'm not saying it. I think what we could do, B, you have to figure it out, but I can do it on my thing. I think we can actually just do a poll. A poll? But I don't know how to put them up. But if you figure out and tell me, yo, do it A poll? Way, uh, it's easy. Okay. It's easy. It's easy. We'll, we'll do a poll on each of our respective social medias. Yours has a... Um, a significant amount. Well, no, that's what I was saying. If I if I do it on my Twitter, but I don't say no, mine is Bud and my. I just make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like who is your number one guy pound for pound, and then and then the fans will decide our pound for pound. We'll give them a little, a little juju in here. We'll give them a little only a little only pull. because I'll tell you why because we're both passionate about it. There's other can times we me and you go. can we can we put a third choice in? No, no. Who would you put in? Yeah, Beetlejuice. I was going to put Beat in. <laughs> no, because, no, because if you listen to us, everyone's going to pick Beat. Oh, right, right, right. All right. Um, like, there's, you I like expect, that. You All right, so all you guys can... to be serious? They're going to be jerks, and everyone will pick Beat. Uh, the Naki, listen, the Nakis are a serious bunch. They're, they're, serious, about, they're serious about their boxing. They know, they, they know that I'm the, the master of accents, mm-hmm. you know? They, I got they, a message that said you were, I sent it to you. That guy says you're a master of accents. I'm the master of accents. What's up with this Eagle score? We got clobbered. It's over. Clobbered. Oh, I'm sorry. Clobbered. So this Billy. All right. So guys, what we're going to do is we're going to put a poll up. All right. So this show will come out on Wednesday. Um, 
today's as we record this, this is Monday. So it's between Terrence Crawford and Monster Inouye. Bud Crawford, Monster Inouye for the pound for pound king. And we're going to keep that up to, for another six months, right? That's typically how long we do these, Vinny? I think you and I are sort of like, yo, if, uh, if, if there's a big two, shift for these guys shift, you know, one of these guys gets sparked out. There's a huge fight between two of them. Like we would have to let's let's just well, say Vin, I know it's not going to happen. Everybody on this list but Shakur looks like they have a dance partner coming up in the next three, four months. Right. And if you, we start talking about monster upsets or right. or, or, you know. Or even just activity, I would say that. And I want to I want to reiterate what we did very early on in the show, and that is, guys, Usyk is an anomaly. We are not a heavyweight. The the pound for pound list was created because of that. Right. The mythical pound for pound list was created decades and decades and decades ago because no one in these other divisions was getting any shine because right. the heavyweight champion and contenders were gods amongst men in the sporting world, which if you're young, you don't even understand that. Now you walk down the street. We've talked about this many times, B. You take a camera and you go into Manhattan yeah. or into downtown Philly and say, who's the, who's who's the heavyweight champion of the world? You're going to hear Mike Tyson right. probably the most. Ali. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, guys, that we only have Usyk because of what he did prior. Right. This was a guy who was uh, 200 or under went through that whole division, became the man there, and then became the man at heavyweight. Well, he's, you know, as close as you can. He's not, he's not undisputed yet. He's one win away from it. So, right? right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't brought that up in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, like, you know, we get the where's Fury, blah, 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 blah. And if Usyk was to lose and he, and he drops off of this, or if he, when, he, when he retires, all that, there won't be any heavyweights on here unless some freakish thing happens again with yeah. some guy like Roy when Roy was 175 and went up and beat Ruiz, you know, that's yeah. different. Yeah. That yeah. there has to be an asterisk for us to care about a heavyweight. Facts. So you guys get to participate in this this time around. And if it goes good, maybe we'll give you another uh little thing to participate in. All right. Nakis. So listen, don't disappoint us. We're going to throw this poll up, and you guys, uh, the next episode, hopefully, we'll have, uh, we'll have an answer. Um, so since we can't do, because this Billy now is probably suffering from severe alcohol poisoning. Sloshed. Due what to time the, is it? It's 1130. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I, the game started at 815, so do you think he skipped well, food? Yeah, he didn't skip food. I, I'm thinking. No, I'm saying me yeah. and you would go out like gentlemen and have a nice steak, and then right. start our night. He didn't this, eat. No, uh -uh. no, he just drank, and I'm sure. No, he ate like a spam sandwich at like three. They're calling contractors because he's just punching holes in the drywall, mm -hmm. slamming his head through everything. So, and then I think he started boozing more. The more the snow, he realized, oh, I don't have to do anything tomorrow. Yeah, he stuck in. You know, he snowed in. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're gonna skip Billy Betts Pazzy picks this week. There's also no no notable fights to bet on. Correct. correct. And we don't know what Billy's so he's either Billy Bindlesticks or Billy Billions. Correct. And we don't know if he bet on this game tonight. So he could be boxcar Billy Bindlesticks. Correct. There's a if, there's a chance that he's 
living on a train, eating beans out of a can. Yeah, if Irish William bet the Eagles, he might be homeless right now. In the snow. He might be living in the igloo that he built with the kids. I think he's taking an Uber to your house right now to live with you. I'm leaving him on the front porch. You're getting a bunkie. No way. Right now. All right, so we got to... I'll throw a blanket out of the front porch if Philly comes here. So, so I'll do the mail this week. Um, so uh, the first email, mailbag, from one of our knockies is uh, James. What's up, James? And he says, my favorite podcast, period. Love what you guys are doing and look forward every week to a new episode dropping. Thanks, James. It's been said before, but boxing outside the ring is such a shit show in a hilarious way. So having you guys not having to filter your words due to any allegiances makes the podcast that much better. That's why that's why we're doing this thing. I don't yeah. think we would do it if we had to adhere to a certain uh, standard. So he goes into and says, my questions for you guys on some hypothetical matchmaking. Does anyone at 140 pounds beat um, Matias, Subriel Matias? How do you guys think he would fare against Tiafimo and Haney? Then Subriel Matias versus Tiafimo Lopez and Haney, who, by the way, Subriel Matias has called out. I, I put this in my stories last week, and I and I it's I said no humo, which is no smoke, um, no fuma. Him him butchering everyone's name was just brilliant. Yeah. He's like Janie, Tiafimo, no one to fight. Just absolutely brilliant, his promo. Um, look, when you you can refer to someone, and historically people referred to certain guys as the boogeyman of this division. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. When no one would fight Triple G, he was the yeah. boogeyman, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I can't tell you what everyone means when they say that i can tell you what i mean by it Mm -hmm. i mean they don't want to fight him i don't mean that it automatically means that that guy one can beat everyone right um i have it No hate seeking. No problem. He's a joker. And the word no. So what happened? I'm here. Who went fight with me? Who? I think um they're fighting this weekend. Who am I picking? Is that how I should go about you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Subrayo Matias is fighting Devin Haney this weekend. I pick I pick Subrayo Matias. Uh-huh. Uh I think he sparks Ryan Garcia clean out. I I uh and Teofimo moving forward for both of us, I think it's always gonna be a crapshoot because we right. think he's got mental health issues. Right. What I don't guy know shows up? What guy shows up? There's kids clearly athletic. Um uh I think his power was glorified at one point, and I don't think it's as real as people thought. I think it's a Popo Freitas thing. Who, Teofimo? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he's, well, he's also moved up now, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I'm saying I think he's got power, but I don't think it's oh, he's going to start this guy power. Right. Or, you know what I mean? Um, what, whatever I pick uh, with the Jermaine Ortiz fight, I don't think he's stopping Jermaine Ortiz. I, whatever I pick, it right. could be a shutout for all I know, but I'm not going to. Right. I just, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. we don't know when this this kid show, you know, his feet look good, his hands look fast, and then he looks like shit in other fights. I, I and then that's that's not adding the fact that I think he's off his rocker. Okay. So, so I, I, it's too tough for me. Um, wh- who is this? Who is this that wrote this? James. It's James. It's not just Subrael. It's basically everybody moving forward. I'm, I'm going. To make my pick and then put an asterisk after every pick with Teo until mm. he retires, probably, or until he has like four run, like, oh, if I win four big fights in a row and look yeah. great and I fired my father, something, then I, okay. Yeah, if I he fires his dad, I, you know, I may change my Yeah, opinion. I may change it. But for now, I, no, I can't, you know, I can't say anything either, either well. I think, I think Teo's the best of all mm. those guys, even being a cuckoo bird. All right, so he's got two other questions. He says, if we get the heavyweight doubleheader at Riyadh in March, um, I would imagine most people pick Joshua and Zhang to win. Um, I don't think I'm going to pick Zhang to beat Joseph Parker. Uh, I'm picking Joshua to win. Who do you like if they face each other? I pick Joshua over Zhang, if that's what you're asking, but I pick Joshua over Parker. That's what he's asking. I think he, he this was in reference to Wilder Zhang, if that was going to happen, which it's, is not, yeah, it, right. It, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so he's asking you, who would you pick, Joshua or Zhang, if they fought? Um, I think I'd pick AJ. Yeah, I'm picking AJ. I pick AJ. I mean, you know, it's like when something happens. Uh, you and I certainly understand that in the sport losses come. Uh, the Andy Ruiz thing, he got his lick back. Yeah. Um, and Usyk is superb. You know, I think AJ's a, a good, a, a really good heavyweight. You know, I, yeah. I happen to like AJ. Um, I remember a, a point, not, you know, he's a bit older, not too long ago, where you and I were like, this big Asian guy, it's the pits. Yes. You know. I thought so, he was kind of like a carnival act. Yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of that uh, value ev. In it, yeah. like I'm just fucking huge, right? My sheer giant, you know. So yeah. So the next, the third part of this is: is there any truly challenging fight over there, oh, out there for NUA? Uh, he says anything you like at 126. I think he means 122, unless you want NUA to move up again to featherweight. He's at super bantam junior featherweight right now. Uh, yeah. I just say take on all comers. <laughs> uh, no. To answer your question at 122 at 126 he'd be fighting the likes of like lee wood josh warrington um and that's just bigger guys that's a i 22 to 26 is the equivalent of my 40 40 to 47 jump it's a I agree it things start to change because guys at 26 also typically move to um like junior lightweight super feather at 130. So you kind of, you get a bigger guy there uh, who are still very athletic and can fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed on all, on all of that. That leap is, is bigger than people think 22 to 26. Right. So I, I, 
I think you meant 122, James. But anyway, uh, no, I don't think there's anyone that can beat him right now. Uh, I think he should just keep fighting, keep punching, keep giving us entertaining fights. He wants to fight three times this year. He wants to sell out the Tokyo Dome. Um, yeah, there's talk of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, yeah. So he says, uh, I could stop, but I'll stop at three questions. Peace to Pazzy Picks, Brendan Short Story Long, and Billy Billions. Thanks, James. All right. Moving on. Thanks for the thanks for the letter, James. Uh, yeah, this thanks, is from man. I. This is from Nick Powers, a friend of the show, a friend of uh, BSB. Yes, what sir. Up, what up, gentlemen? I have two topics I'd like to ask Brendan Vinny about. First, last time I wrote, I was able to ask about the state of pay per view in boxing and how it may change moving forward. Since then, Showtime has ceased its production of all boxing content and left PBC without a streaming partner. Do you see any major shakeups? like this happening in 2024 or will pay-per-view become exclusive to apps like the zone also do you think promoters will ever opt for a per fight basis deal with streaming services rather than signing exclusive contracts that limit what fights can be made um to answer your question i think everything unless you pay for a subscription is going to be pay-per-view um and I think that you might get a la carte pay-per-view. Um, you know, like you could have, you could just pick and choose which one you want to buy. Um, and yes, I do think that there will be like one-offs on uh, streaming services. On, um, in the early 2000s, I spoke about it earlier in uh, the episode, a wrestling company called TNA mm -hmm. didn't have a TV deal. So they did weekly pay-per-views, you know, a monthly pay-per-view yeah. back then for anything, boxing, wrestling, anything yeah. was like 40, 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Each week was a $10 pay-per-view. Could we mm -hmm. see something like that come along where a I, fight that's, that's not, you know, a monster, yeah, but a, a nice solid fight, just right. be $9.99. I, I, I don't know. I, it seems to I, be I, that's what I, you're thinking. That's I think I, th I, I think that's what we're I mean, when you've seen, you know, like. And I think it'll be tiered basis. I think you'll probably eventually they're going to have to go like, do you want the premium to zone like the silver package or the basic? Mm -hmm. package? Mm -hmm. And you get like this with the basic package, this with the silver package and this with the mm -hmm. gold package. So and then you a as a basic package member, hey, yo, you can. uh yeah, your you package is you, basic. <laughs> that's what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, you could probably buy of you know, I mean, DAZN almost already does it, right? Mm -hmm. You can buy a DAZN pay-per-view, or you can be a member and get a discount on the pay-per-view. So yeah. I don't know. It, it, Nick, to answer your question, yes to everything and no to everything at the same time. You know, I mean, we're sort of seeing that happening now. It's a um, shit show right now, to be fair. Yeah. Do, do I, I like the, the question, like, uh, will, will the promoters ever opt for a per fight basis? Yeah. I think they'll, they'll act as whores and whoever, I mean, until the ESPN thing, Aram was sort of doing that, right? You know, you got a fight here, a fight there. Top rank would go here. Top rank would go there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they left HBO and did the ESPN thing. So, um, I think that per fight basis. 
I don't know what this Amazon thing is going to entail. They're saying it's a multi-year deal, but I don't know what that means. And then he says, uh, my last question appeals more to the nostalgic side of boxing fans. One of my favorite things ever since I began watching the sport was when Manny Stewart, rest in peace, got so riled up during fights like Gotti Ward that he went into trainer mode on commentary, shouting instructions that will Ward to target the body. Do either of you have a favorite standout memory like that from years of watching the sport? And if so, who are they? Thanks so much. Looking forward to more great coverage, masterful accents, and perfect Pazzy picks in 2024 powers. Uh, thanks, Nick. Um, Thank you, Nick. Well, speaking of Manny Stewart, the, one of the greatest calls of all time was, um, was uh, what's his face? Uh, Victor Ortiz, right? And Andre Berto? Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> you know, it's if you guys can look that up, um, that was from 2011. Uh, they were just knocking the shit out of each other. Great fight, by the way. It was. Um, it was you know, kind of like Ortiz's uh, kind of comeback, right? Showed toughness, metal. Yeah, after quitting a couple of times. Yeah, got back up. Yeah, it was, uh, I just looked it up. It was April of 2011. Um, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, and then uh, in recent memory, it's not so recent, it's like 12 years ago, was when Marquez knocked out uh, Pacquiao. He's not getting up. He's, he's not, not yeah. getting up. He's not getting up, Jim. He's not. Yeah, Roy, Roy, to me, is totally underrated, but a lot of people don't like him. I, I liked Roy on the mic. Uh, yeah, I was, I, in, I, was in, that, I was on tour in Bologna, Italy, watching that fight with Farrell Monch. Really? That's a bizarre memory. I was at NBC working with too. working with my guy, Steve, who is half Filipino, half Puerto Rican and a rabid boxing fan and watching Pacquiao get knocked out and watching the life leave this kid's body. Yeah. And just being like, he was just like, I'm going to take my lunch now. And like, just got up like depressed and went and like laid down and pulled his head over his head and went to sleep. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I don't know. Those are the two that come to mind right now. Um, what about you, Paz? I'll tell you why I'm bad at it because I'm usually yelling over the person oh, that's right. yelling. Okay, that Th- those, would be my answer. Yeah, well, I those mean, those three maniacs watching Ward Gotti is is maybe my favorite. Yeah, uh, forget forget the fact that that's supposed to be the low hanging fruit of your favorite fight. Um, you know, Lampley. And Emmanuel. Now God, he comes back. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just they, had a, they had a good chemistry. It yeah, was, uh, yeah, it was, it was very, Rest in peace, Manny. Yeah, yeah, it was very Friday night fights. Gillette presents. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the fifties and sixties esque. You know, yeah. two guys, no title on the line. Right. Uh, you know, too too tough for their own good. Balls yeah. the size of grapefruits. It's just it's just throwback shit and those throwback guys treated stuff, yeah. it treated it as such you know mm-hmm. all right well that's it for the mailbag um next week we'll have billy back vin where can they find you uh at box cutter Pazzy on instagram at Vinny underscore paz on twitter uh jmt hip-hop for all the um 
for all all things music and merch related. I think I said on the last show, um, we're moving merch companies. And so we're going to be having more stuff and more merch regarding and more merch as far as knock them out the box and broad street breakdown as once we get settled in there. Cool. Um, you can get me at, at the killer B 24 on Twitter, um, at I underscore no underscore that underscore kid on Instagram and, um, write us at KEOTB boxing at gmail.com and find us at KEOTB podcast on YouTube, which we keep saying we're going to put up videos. Um, we well, are, if produ- this bill, if this yeah. really keeps on, you know, we have no producer. Right. So I'm producing tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, that's a wrap. Jack. All right, guys. We'll see y'all next week. All right. Peace. 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 Knock them out the box, pass. 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 Knock them out the box,